Oh, hey, didn't. Oh. Hold on. Nah, fuck it. That's not gonna make a difference, is that Nah. Nah. And that's the start of the episode. Where you hear the admin of me sending Michael. Here, should I just close that curtain to sort of help sound a bit? And here he, and he goes, nah. And that's the level we're on right now. We're just going, nah. Because we're in the middle of moving premises. Uh, and I think he used to be a pharaoh. But at the same time, we're moving. Because we're always on the move. We're always one step ahead. And this is also Boytown headquarters where we do the Boytown podcast. Uh, I mean, a lot of you will know that if you're watching the video version because it's, it's exactly the same backdrop. I mean, I don't think anyone was in the dark on that. I don't think anybody was like, do you have two separate studios for the Boytown podcast and your own podcast? Same place, different wall. Okay, that's what we're doing. We're moving walls. Okay, I'm going through walls and walls ice cream. You know, Pooh Bear Delight. <laughs> that, that always struck me as a really weird name for a flavour of ice cream Pooh Bear Delight because I never think of it as P-O-O-H you know like Winnie the Pooh Pooh Bear's Delight uh, it just sounds stinking to me Pooh Bear's Delight get us a tub of Pooh Bear's Delight Ew. I used to work in a mace uh, and there is more to that <laughs> there is more to that um, statement I used to work in a mace on the Craiger Road why did I why did I work there? I don't know, but I did do for a while. And this was maybe nine year eight, nine years ago, or maybe not even that long. I don't know. I don't really understand years anymore. But what happened was people used to come in all the time and there was like a ice cream stand and it was always my biggest fear that people would want ice cream because full disclosure, I'm not a scooper. I'm not a good scooper. I'm really bad at it. And for some reason, there was a lot of, let's just call them hard lads that used to come into that shop, like tattoos on their heads, bracelets, erections. You know, there were were these middle-aged guys who would come in on a Friday night, and I don't know why. Like, they weren't all together, by the way, but they always wanted ice cream. And I always thought that was really weird because they were hard-looking bastards. But the guy would come in and go, all right, mate, give us a wee tub of, Gives a wee tub of bubblegum flavour there. And I was... I'm not good at scooping ice cream anyway, but when it's under the watchful gaze of a definite loyalist paramilitary guy, I I, I was always under way too much pressure. And I couldn't do, like, a nice full scoop. It would always be, like, if you had a tablespoon. And I was just, like... I was digging at it, and they hated it. And the other weird thing... I know it's weird to start the podcast, shut up, right? But another weird thing working in that mace, right, was this. People used to come in... Now, I'm not from Craigie Road, right? I'm not from there, but it wasn't that far away from where I live. But pl- places have different wee sayings. And if you're not from there, you don't know what it is. And people used to come in and go, all right, mate, ding card. Huh? People used to come in with a card and go, put dings on that. And I would say, what? Sorry, I I, I can't, don't understand. And the guy would go, mate, give us 10 dings. Now, I did not know what 10 dings meant. Okay, dings sound like some sort of weird amphibian type guys from Lord of the Rings. The dings, you know, but these, di- Michael, it's okay if you laugh out loud. You're suppressing a real giggle there. Let it out. Let it out. No, not over. Don't overdo it. That's disrespectful. But um, these guys just come in and say dings. I'm looking dings put on this. 
And uh, I didn't know if that was code for <laughs> getting wanked off. Um, and I found out one day that it wasn't because I went and the guy's like, the fuck you doing? I mean, it's bus journeys. And I still didn't put it together. Then I realised, and it's 100% true, what they mean is if they have their TransLink card and they go, give us 10 dings, it means 10 bus journeys. And they mean dings because whenever you press the wee thing to get off the bus, it goes, ding. So they would go, kiss 10 dings. So there you go. You learn something new every day. Welcome to episode three of Tea With Me, Shane Todd. And I am sitting here with the tea, as always. And the idea is you guys have a tea as well, wherever you are. You could be on a scouts trip. You could be you could be evading a murderer. You could be in prison. You know, I like the idea that there's a couple of, couple of men and women in jail listen to this on the on the poo phone you know what i mean because hey, it's gonna that's how they get them in i always think that's weird when you hear people smuggling like a lot of stuff in the jail because say i had some muscly bad boy boyfriend and he goes come up to my come up to visit ours and bring me you know some contraband in I think at a push, the only thing I could really bring for him would be like one paracetamol. <laughs> I couldn't smuggle loads of stuff in. <laughs> Although I have had a colonoscopy, so I feel like a couple of years ago, I feel like there's room for a little bit more there, but not that much. I feel like I could bring you like three paracetamol or, um, I don't know, like, a, like honestly, like maybe a fruit. I mean, like, I could bring you a fruit, but then again, fruit just supposed to stay in the fridge, and I would be, I would be providing the opposite service. So I just think it's weird when you hear that some guy got stopped for smuggling like three mobile phones into McGabry. Because you're going, surely the, surely the, the, the money you make isn't worth like the exercises that guy's having to do on a daily basis just to widen the track. You know, so it's very weird when that happens. Also, wasn't there a guy... Oh, I wish I had the news story. There was a guy recently in one of the local jails who got arrested for smuggling stuff in. But he was, like, like waddling in. And they're like, yeah, no wonder. He was trying to bring in a fucking kettle. You know? <laughs> and the reason he was bringing a kettle in is because the prisoners wanted to hear tea with me. And that's fair. Mmm. I love tea. It's delicious. This week, I don't have a fancy mug. I'm drinking a Homebird teacup, okay, not a sponsor of the podcast, just a local cafe, and that's what we do as well, we we support local on here, Homebird is right below our current offices, and I can say that now because we're moving out, unless something goes wrong, we have to stay here and then everyone knows where we are, I wouldn't like that, that's what I say about one step ahead, people are obsessed with where do they record the podcast, and the set, by the time you find out, we're gone baby, okay, Leonardo DiCaprio, catch me if you can. So yeah, we're moving, but Homebird is just a local place that I'm, I'm, and I'm there all the time. I'm always there. I work there, you know. I don't work there, but I'm there. Um, so we support local. That's what we do when it comes to everything. When it comes to tea, we support local. Unless you're a major tea or drinks corporation, you want to sponsor this podcast. In which case, I'll ditch local fast, and you can say, "Money tote, show me the money," you know. Um. So, we are three episodes into the podcast. I've got to thank everyone who's listened so far. I'm enjoying it a lot. I just think uh, the added element of tea is really making me rediscover my love for solo podcasts. 
And we have guests on too. Sam was on last week for Two Door Cinema Club. What a, what a nice guy. What a nice guy. Nice cookies. N- yes, nice cookies. Well, that was sort of an unsavory incident. No pun intended when um, he brought the biscuits in and Fairfax Demi went out of his way to bring me gluten-free biscuits. And I was fuming because I said, Sam, they're gluten-free, but there's dairy in them. So the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away, and I don't speak to Sam anymore. So there you go. Um, But Sam and I played in a certain charity football match last week there. Mike, what are you what are you looking at your watch for? Saying you five minutes in. Five minutes in. Yeah. Um people want to hear about it. Look, I'm not gonna spend too much time talking about it because um I don't wanna always I love football, but I'm this isn't a football podcast. You know what I mean? It's not a football podcast. I'm aware there is a lot of ladies who listen and there is a lot of ladies listening right now going, but what about can ladies also not like football? Yes, of course you can. But that's one in Probably 216, you know, and I'm uh, fair enough. Look, I, I want I want to be woke. I'm so <laughs> pressurized to be woke. Look, in, in a panic, I'm going to agree right here, right now. I'm going to start a women's football podcast. Okay, once every five years, we're going to drop a, drop a web episode. But um, me and Sam played in this match, and it was for cystic fibrosis. There's a a, bo- a local boxer, a guy called Kieran Mavarnik, who his partner. Um, has cystic fibrosis and needed needed treatment and they wanted to, to basically spread awareness of the condition which I, I didn't even know anything about it beforehand um, so we played in this game I, I love playing in these charity football matches because I just love playing football and you get to play with like ex-Northern Ireland players ex-Premier League players and it's nothing to them because they've played at like Wembley in cup finals they've played at World Cups but to me it's everything. It's everything. Because I used to go and watch these guys play at Windsor Park for Northern Ireland. Jim McGilton, Keith Gillespie. And now we're just, we're sharing a changing room and we're sharing a pitch. And it's amazing. And me and Sam go along and we're the only two like non-professional sportsmen because it's a lot of boxers, a lot of footballers. So we sort of just sit beside each other in the changing room like two foreign students. You know, we only know each other's language. And it's a language of creativity because we're both artists. And we sit there. Jared Little is picking the team. Okay, he, used to, he was Cliftonville manager, Irish League legend. He's picking the team. And he's picking like everybody he knows because why wouldn't he? Okay. And then he says, we need a striker, we need a centre forward. And I said, I'll do it. And then I cleared my throat and I said, I'll do it, mate. So I played up front and it was at Seaview. Couple of hundred people there. And the good thing about playing these matches, being me, is everyone knows I'm a comedian. So if I like miss a shot and land on my arse, everyone goes, ha ha, he loves it. You know, he's doing a wee comedy bit. And only I would know the truth that I know I really was just trying to kick the ball into the net. So I can't lose in these games. I play up front. Jim Magilton, former Premier League player, Northern Ireland legend, lays one off to me. It's nil-nil. The ball lands on my left foot. I look at the goal. Alan Blaney's in nets. Former Northern Ireland international. Premier League keeper. He's played against Thierry Henry. He's played against all the legends. David Beckham, all those boys. He's a wee bit off his line. With the left foot. No, I'm not left footed. With the left foot. Take a wee bit of a backswing. And I just bend it over his bald head. 
yeah, wee bit disrespectful. But you want to speak of disrespect, I'll tell you in a second. The goal goes in. Everyone goes wild. Carl Fronten's the closest player to me. High five with a jackal. I'm getting the respect of everyone. The crowd go nuts. And I just love it. And I have a good game. They raise a lot of money. We do an auction. All good. By the way, at halftime, Alan Blaney came into me. And he goes, you didn't mean that. And I laughed. And he didn't. And he was basically like, don't score a goal past me again. And I was like, I probably won't. You know, I probably won't. But honestly, it was like, it was one of the best feelings I've ever had in my entire life. Just scoring that goal. Means a lot to me. And the reason, and people were like, mate, you're unreal. Now don't get me wrong, I had a 10 out of 10 game. I was absolutely phenomenal. But I'm like, for someone who plays a weird amount of football, for someone who like goes to training like once or twice a week, plays for a team on a Saturday and has done since I'm like 11, I'm not good at football. Like for the amount that, like so many times I've been offered to do something like work-wise and I've turned it down because I'm like, no mate, we're away to Tollymore Forest. You know, so many, so many times executives are coming up to me with suitcases full of money going, money toad, all you need to do is a 20 minute voiceover for a brand of butter. And I'm going, mate, I would love to, but we're in the last 16 of the Frank Mitchell Cup in Macrofelt, you know, and I'm on the bench, so it's, it's going to be a good time. But I'm honestly like, like I just enjoy football. I'm not particularly like good at it, but I enjoy it. I love it so much, and it, it was it's so funny that whenever because the 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 video was recorded, I was like, I need video footage of it, so I tracked it down. Honestly, I got it from the CCTV cameras at Seaview Stadium, and that's not a joke. The guy who does the CCTV sent me it. Um, so I I put it up everywhere. Obviously, I'm I'm enjoying my my 15 minutes of fame with that goal and uh, it's so funny that uh, Belfast Live did an article on it and I'm speaking like obviously joking but dead serious in it about like describing the goal and and, and and what happened in the stadium and what what makes me violently erect is the very odd guy like my age or younger on Twitter who's like fuck up mate you're shit am I? <laughs> oh wait Wait, hold on a sec. Am I not world class at football? Oh, right, mate. I didn't know that. See, I thought I was unreal. Hey, if I was good at football, I wouldn't have shared that goal 9,000 times. But there's a guy, and his, his background is him in Marbella with a Rangers top on. And he's got a slit in his eyebrow, and he, he writes something like, Sure, mate, there was a fluke and all. Hey, let me have it. Let me have it. But a great time. Um, we're not going to... I'm drawing a line under under it here and there. Although, I am sort of thinking... I might play in the Premiership. I might play in the Premiership because I'm only... Oh, I just turned 18. So, I might just do it. And I'm not being sly here. A lot of African footballers do. Which is just blatantly lie about my age. Can I... Michael, can you do me a favour, right? When you're editing this... Can you put can you put this picture up of this guy? Find his name. But there's this it'll it'll come up on the screen here, right? A picture of this guy. This is so sly. But there was this guy who was like, I think he might have been from Cameroon, 
and he was playing for Lazio in Italy and they were like, oh, he's ripping it up in the youth leagues. He's going to be a star in the future. And then they showed a picture of the guy and no wonder he was ripping it up in the youth leagues because he was 53. <laughs> if I, I, I can't, I'll, 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 say, I'll send you the picture. But they put an image of this guy up and he's wearing his kit and he's posing for the picture. And you can just see in his eyes, he's like, ah, bollocks, I'm going to get caught out doing this, a cracker. He was supposed to be 16 and he was a divorced father of nine. You know, and I don't know what's happened to him since. And like, of course, it hasn't worked out. Football is a real, like he's not a superstar because by the time, like he had to keep being in the youth team. You know, because he was probably like, here, I'm, I'm, a pen, nearly a pensioner I need to be playing first team football now but the club were like sure you're only 16 mate we'll bring you up to the first team in four years by the time he was first team age he had plastic hips and it's so enjoyable because like reading loads of articles on this apparently like in certain parts of Africa they, they're not as harsh on birth certificates you know they're not as they're a bit more relaxed you know it's a bit like don't worry about it you know what age are you aye that'll do you know, someone's like, I don't know, I might be, I might be 12 or I might be 19. In a lot of places, they're like, fuck it, doesn't matter. Whatever you want to be, you can be. And that's kind of a forward-thinking attitude because, like, that's the way it is now with, like, sexuality and stuff like that, you know. A lot of these African governments are like, look, you are what, you are what age you are, you know. And that guy's like, cool, I'm 30. And they're like, well, you are what age you Bear in mind, you're 84, you know. But you can be what you want, and I love that attitude. But there's no denying the fact that this guy was a lion bastard. A thousand percent a lion bastard. And in his photo, which will come up on the screen, you can just tell in his face that he knows he's not going to get away with it for much longer, but he's enjoying it while it lasts. And shout out to that guy, who I can only presume, this was like ten years ago, I can only presume now has died of old age. Ah, <laughs> oh, looking forward to getting into the first team here. Yes, pass, mate. Uh, pass, you're 98. You're 98 years old. Okay. Enjoyable. But I love playing in that game and so did Sam. We had a great time. And like, see when I see photos of it and stuff, like photos from the match and all, I get I get so like into it. I get so excited and I love it. And a lot of people are going, Money Toad, did you score a hat trick at Windsor a couple of years ago in charity game? Yes. They're going, When you were playing against Linfield Legends last year, did you get yourself a bite up front and then end up playing for the Linfield Legends team, even though you didn't play for Linfield? Yes. But then they're also saying aside, no, but when you played in that Linfield Legends game against Korean Legends, did you have a really bad game and then you sh- should have scored one and you meant to kick it towards the net but you kicked it like out towards the throw-in and then your head went for the game and then even some of the Linfield players look pissed off at you which is weird because it was just a charity game. Did that happen? Where a lot of them like not passing the ball from then on in and then you were just running about really just being there like you were one of their sons. Yeah. So you take the rough with the smooth but I'm world class at football. I think. So there you go, man. Also, last week, last week was it was it was Storm Kira, it was Storm Kira last week, and we survived. Michael, we survived. Dennis is coming this week. My dad, Storm Dennis is coming this week. I mean, Storm Kira. It's funny whenever like you see devastation in parts of the world, and we have Storm Kira, and it's like, mate, you'll not believe it. Some guy in Cookstown, his brown bin fell over. What happened then? Did he die? Did it fall on his head? No, he just he went out and he picked it up. I'm I'm I mean it's gonna be Boy Who Cried Wolf. I'm not taking our storm seriously, but now I've said that, I will 
probably die in one this month. Um, that would be really me. Like, I get mugged off a lot that I wouldn't be surprised if one day a storm, like, took me up in the air and then it was so, like, the wind was coming in all directions so I ended up just being like a balloon in the wind and people saw this and they were, like, live streaming it. Like, Belfast Live were live streaming it. They're like, <laughs> comedians stuck in the air and it'd be so undignified because I would... Like, for some reason, for some reason, I just have boxers on, you know, and I'm just going all over the place and my hair's, my hair's all, like, looking shit because I'm in a storm and um, and I'm hungry, you know, because I've been up there for, like, three days and I just keep going from side to side. I, I would I would hate that, but a lot of pe- it would give a lot of people enjoyment. But when Storm Care happened, I was just having a wee, I was having a wee snow day to myself. I was drinking my tea. And I was having a snow day and I was like, what am I going to do? So I dusted off my old favourite tweet, which is, guys, try and avoid Lauren if you can. Not because of the snow, dot, 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 something like that. Now, that's a, that's a very funny joke. Is it clever? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's as clever as those guys in your class who took a, took a, a buy ball on the 11 plus. But I fucking hated those guys. I was like, what? No, I did do the 11 plus. I just did not do particularly well in it, but I did do it. Same thing. Not, might as well, I'm not sure. Well, no wonder I couldn't do the 11 plus well because I was under so much pressure because people that went down before me were like, here, do you know that there was a guy in our year who he was stressed out because he didn't know the answer to something, so he put two pencils up his nose and slammed his head on the desk. I was like, fuck, did that really happen? And they were like, yes, in this school. So I always thought that that was a real thing. And shout out to that guy. What a way to go. What a way to go. To, it's fucking drastic, isn't it? <laughs> X plus three equals seven. This guy's like, no, fuck that. Give me those, give me those two HBs. Dead. What a way to go out. That was terrible. I don't even know if that really happened. But if it did, that's horrible. Um, I was trying to think of a joke about sharp. But it depends on being sharp. But fuck it, it doesn't matter. Um... What was I saying? Oh yeah, the guys that didn't do the eleven plus. There was, I rem- I just remember all everyone in our class, all the tables. Everybody was like revising. Everybody's working hard, getting into the zone for the eleven plus. And I remember there just being like six to seven guys just getting a major, major chill on. I just remember there being a group of guys who are like, you know what? I'm gonna take a back seat here. This one's not for me. And that. Like the guy, I mean, some of them were fucking dafties, but there was a couple of them who were like relatively intelligent, but they were just like, you know what? I don't need this pressure, man. You know, I'm 10. Fair enough. It was the right way to go. I don't even know if there should be exams for kids. Because there's some kids who are just like not good at exams. Like I, I was never good at exams, yet I'm highly intelligent. So I don't even know. Michael, ask me any question. Any question, any subject. By the way, only ask me a question that you yourself know the answer to. Okay. Go ahead. How many legs does every arachnid have? How many legs does every arachnid have? Eight. There you go. Is that right? Yeah. Do you know what's funny about that? I said that wrong. I meant to say four. But hey, I got it right because I'm inte- cause in the back of my brain, there's a, there's a backup generator. You want to go, go one more? In fairness, I'm not actually 100% certain that that is. I don't know either. Correct all times. So the only arachnids uh, I know of are spiders. spiders. Yeah. yeah. And they, and they, so it has to be because they have, they have eight legs. What? 
Is a scorpion an arachnid? Dep- depends how you talk to it. <laughs> no. All right, well, one for one. That's all good. Um, there was a Belfast comedian on the chase last week, Bruna Diamond, and her cash builder was good, but then she got really, really difficult questions. And the question she got wrong that sent her home, I got wrong too. And it gave me flashbacks to the time I went on Stephen Nolan's game show, Panic Attack. That was the name of the show, by the way. I'm not struggling now, thinking back to it. Panic Attack, hosted by Stephen Nolan. I was about 19. I jumped in for a question, and it was like, we surveyed 100 people in Belfast, probably didn't. And it was, sports played with a ball. And they'd answered five, and there was one more to get. And I jumped in confidently, like a wee 19-year-old dickhead. And I went, baseball. And then Nolan was like, no. Nobody Nobody knows baseball in Northern Ireland. Yes, we sell a lot of bats. But we're not selling balls, if you get my drift. Not selling too many mitts. There's not too many Major League Baseball enthusiasts in Belfast, yet it's a city of 88,000 bats. Um, so yeah, I got kicked off that. But I, I, don't, I don't know how we got onto this, but I just know that sometimes in life you got to take the rough with the smooth. 11 plus, I, I honestly can't remember what I was saying, but, but it's a good time. Oh yeah! It was Storm Cater last week, so I, I put out that I put out the Lauren tweet. I put it on Facebook. I put it on Instagram because because I am like some Pancras train station in London. I'm multi-platformed. You know all the social media sites I do, apart from TikTok, which seems to be for kids dancing and pedophiles. So I don't I don't I don't do that. Um, and what's funny is. A tweet I've put up has never got that many likes or an Instagram post either. And I, I make that same joke every single year. It's like an anchor mound is like, we've come to the same party for 12 years and no way is that depressing. I'm putting out that same tweet for 12 years and it is a wee bit depressing. But it's so funny when people take a thick, like 47-year-old women from Lauren going, I actually don't think that's funny. Is that not a world-class joke? Like, look, I do slag Lauren a lot. Mainly as Mike McGoldrick. It's a bit sly I did this one because it's just me as myself. But also, I take the piss out of my hometown Hollywood all the time. That's what the Mike McGoldrick videos are all about. Me taking the piss out of certain people who uh, who live here. And Lauren, I'm not just saying this. The people know. The streets know. Lauren was one of the best stops on, on the tour last year. And I'm coming back this year. Um, might a lot of people just be going to give me a dead arm? Potentially. But as long as they're paying in, I don't care. But um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's just, it's funny to me when people react with seriousness to something you've clearly not meant. Like, I, I, it will never not be, people really taking it thick. People really taking it thick. You know, because I'm making like kind of a class joke. And like I don't mean class and that's class, mate. Your BMX is class. Guys are going your guys are going your stunt nuts. Excuse me. Father Bren. But um what was I saying? What I was saying is this. Well, hold on, speaking of uh, speaking of BMXs, I have a bone to pick with you that I haven't actually brought up in many years. So we've been friends for what fifteen years? It's two thousand four. Since two thousand four, you 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 got that way too quick. By the way, 
2004, March 2004. Right, so we went for 2004. You got a bone to pick on me. It's BMX related. I've no idea what this could be. It's not not even BMX, but just bikes. It's only come back to me now. I was thinking about it recently. PTSD. Do you remember you borrowed my mountain bike? And then you'd had it for a while. It was a yellow bike. And then I asked, like, maybe a few months later, I was like, hey, man, want to do some cycling? It's coming out the summer. You were like, my dad threw that bike in the skip. I was like... Had a good one, you know. Your stand-up career hasn't really started yet, but uh, seriously, what about the bike? And you were like, no, my, my dad went and threw it in a skip. It was broken. I was like, no, no, it was in perfect working order. Uh, that's potentially the most me thing I've ever heard. Let me borrow your bike. Get on me bike back. My father chopped it up. <laughs> He's buried it. <laughs> I need to cycle to school. You can't. I frequently get little pangs of, oh, remember that bike? Fuck. You've been carrying that this around. I think that was maybe Not the bike gets fucked out, but no, no, you've been carrying this. Um, it's in the lock. Well, first of all, let me apologise. Secondly, I have very little recollection of this. Okay, all I wanted was a public apology. That's fine. You're going to get a public apology right now. I apologise because uh, I feel bad that you had such a shit bike. How bad was it that I had one cycle on it and I was like, this isn't roadworthy, I'm going to do you a favour here and get rid of it. It was maybe my second ever bike. Like, I did have a, a small BMX as my first bike. Did you prefix? With, right, with, what do you call them? Trick, yeah, no, trick nuts? No, no, with the learning wheels on them. What do you call them? Stabilizers. Yeah, stabilizers. <laughs> um But did you give? Did you lend me it with a prefix of, hey man, you know what? This is fucking go nuts, I don't really need this back. I specifically was like, can I borrow this just for one journey? I think you were, I think you were maybe like wanting to get into biking or, you know, you had some places to cycle. Hey man, I've been into biking since the year dot. I've been into biking since pussy was a kitten, my friend. Didn't have your own bike though. Yeah, I did have my own bike. It was probably just out of flat tire or something. I thought you It's not a cost effective approach to maintaining bicycles. <laughs> I've got to scrape my handle on the handlebars. Let's go to the dump. Um, Fuck, I'm really sorry about that. Genuine question. Would you like me to buy you a new bike? No. I'll offer to you live on the podcast. I'm okay. Um, I just, I think the apology has has, uh, healed the wound. Fuck, I'm so sorry. That's been hanging over us. But here's the thing, and we've talked about this in previous podcasts and and just in general. You need to have conversations. That's what it's all about. So I appreciate you bringing this to me, but in future, if I do anything that um, makes you... uh, very upset and and have this bottle of anger for years. Just just bring it to me, lay it on the table, and I'll try and make amends for it. Yeah, if you can think of any day where I've not really been myself or I've been a bit frosty with you, but there's no apparent reason. When when frosty feels frosty. Yeah. Um. Well, I apologise, and and you know, no. you shouldn't have such a shit bike. It's cool. It's cool. There's a yellow bike. Was I have he, no recollection. A yellow bike. No recollection. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's so good. I'm sorry, and this is a public shout out. Did I borrow your bike <laughs> and then throw it out? Get in touch and let me know. You did that bit in your show about your dad making my lawnmower. Yeah. Your dad threw my bike. Like, ah, that's probably deep, he, deep he, might, he might have thought it was a lawnmower. <laughs> you know? Um, so, yeah, it's a bit like Harvey Weinstein. You know what I mean? When he goes to court and they're like, hey, if anybody else, if this happened to anybody else, get in touch. So, yeah, we need to figure out if anybody else had their bike borrowed by me and then uh, fucked out. So, Michael, 
apologise. Hello, sippers, which is what I'm calling the listeners to this because it's Tea With Me. You're taking a sip from your cup as you listen. Taking a 20-second break just to tell you that Tea With Me is sponsored by Limelight Belfast, the most famous venue for live music and club nights in the country, two exclamation marks. Coming up, Sagala example. Gabrielle Applin, Magnum Inhaler, JC Stewart, plus many more with student-friendly club nights five nights a week. See limelightbelfast.com and limelightbelfast on Facebook for full listings and info, one exclamation mark. If you want to sponsor the podcast, if you're a local business, company, loan shark, athlete, you can do. You can just get in touch in some way. You know you can do it. You can you can do it. I back you to get in touch with us. But yeah, give the money towed. Your bank details, he will take what he needs and you'll be the sponsor of the the Tea With Me podcast. Thanks for listening. Now back to the pod. We've got some listeners' questions to do. Fuck, I'm really glad we had that conversation. Uh, Oh, for God's sake, some tweets here about the goal still. (laughs) Madness. Um, Yeah. Did Did you ever fill that? Did you ever be doing something? And you're com- mid-conversation and you don't want to stop to load up like kind of the thing you're doing. And you go, so, uh, you know what I mean? But you've nothing that you've nothing instantaneously to follow it up with. Well, I don't right now because I'm just loading this. Hey, there's that person asking me to do that thing again that I mentioned earlier. Doing it on so many platforms. Um, there is no questions on Twitter because I did not ask anybody on Twitter to give me questions, so that would make a lot of sense. But we have Instagram questions, and straight away, Sam Halliday from Tudor, he shared the post for last week's podcast, because we were, were recording this last week. Um, get the kettle on and give this a listen. Cheers for having me on. I love that. And some Tudor fan accounts in like Brazil have also been tweeting it, which is cool. John Moran says, where would you rank Belfast comedy scene in the whole of the UK? I don't really know much outside of here, but I can't see it being better. Well, John, first of all, I fucking love that attitude, partner. I love that a lot. You're like, I don't really know anything about comedy anywhere else, but I guess we're the best. Um, Personally, well, I'll prefix it with this. I, I, I'm not a fixture on the comedy scene anywhere else. Like, when I was starting out, I would have made regular trips to London, down to Dublin, to do club nights and go do five minutes here or there. And I don't I do not do that anymore because um, you, you'd, you'd be spreading yourself too thin. It'd be, it'd be like spinning too many plates. They're going to smash and you're going to have to get out a, a dustpan and brush. So what I like to do is just focus on Belfast and then I can go and do solo tour dates in these places. And, and that just works easier for me. So I can't say that I'm going to watch club nights in other places because, unfortunately, I just don't get over to do that. But I probably, I, I'd probably, this year, I will have done more club nights in America than I will in England or down south, I think. From seeing the comedy over there in, in New York recently... They have way more comedians, obviously, because it's like the comedy capital of the world, New York and LA. Well, probably New York. And um, I would say the style is is different because over there it seems to be a lot more low energy, 
Whereas I think we're, because crowds over there are used to going to see so many live shows of all varieties, I think our crowds, people like myself included, we don't go out and always see a load of stuff. You're very picky about, mm, I'll maybe go and check this out. Whereas in places like New York, LA, people just go out and see what's happening. Whereas we don't really, do, we plan nights out nine months in advance, you know, need to get a babysitter for our child. Um, so that's a long-winded way of saying, I think sometimes we're used to slightly rowdier audiences here or we used to be or we came up with rowdier audiences so it means like your energy has to be higher because we go on stage and it's almost like beating someone to the punch like you're going on stage with the attitude of if anyone heckles I'll make you cry you know so the the the, the styles are always different but I would say pound for pound audience reaction meaning like the way the audiences respond in the clubs I'd say Belfast is as good if not better than anywhere I've seen and I'm not just saying that because people like John saying that there people are noticing people from here that go and watch comedy in other places are coming back going it's better here and I think the reason that is is because people like myself like Colin like Mickey are touring the UK Ireland further afield but we're always always just doing the local clubs so you become a regular we're comfortable in the places and the audience are like oh if I go and see this club this guy will probably be playing and that's a good thing I think um, but I think I would rank Belfast very 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 highly I mean like everywhere there's there's good and bad there's good and bad but I think the good is really good and um, the bad usually isn't actually that bad compared to when you, when you go to other places so uh, I'd rank it pretty high one flying Irishman says, first world problems that are a pain in the hole. When you order avocado on toast and they bring it out sliced instead of smashed, absolute travesty. That's an opinion splitter. Um, I know exactly what you mean when you order avocado on toast. Sometimes they will slice it as though it were... So it, like like they slice it like wee bits of bread they slice it like we segments like like oranges they slice it like segments of oranges whereas some places you know the guy just the chef just takes it outside and you know jumps on it and I gotta be honest I don't have a preference sometimes when they smash it they can add cheeky things into it and I don't always like that like seeds I don't need seeds I'm not trying to grow a tree in myself maybe that's maybe the seeds are already there and they take them out what? Maybe the so you're, avocado seeds. Yeah. No, there's no such thing as avocado seeds apart from the big monster fuck off seed in the middle of it. You know what I mean? The 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 testicle. Yeah, the the avocado stone. That's a dirty bastard. That stone, isn't it? Like nobody wants it. What do people do? Well, you could improvise. You know what I mean? You save up twelve avocados. You get those stones. You put a slight hole through the middle of it. String. You know what I'm saying? You do the maths, keep up. Um, yeah, I get I get the point here where I guess it'd be better if places made it clear what you were going to get. So if you order the avocado, excuse me, would you prefer that smashed or sliced? And that sounds like sex code. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I guess if you have one preference, it'd be annoying to get the other, but I, I don't mind either. Nick? Indifferent. Indifferent, yeah. Avocado is one of them things that I don't really mind if it's there. Don't miss it if it's gone. I like avocado because it um, 
it's got a lot of good fat calories in it, so it's good to sort of keep you keep you meat. <laughs> yeah, it's good to keep you meat because I am meat. <laughs> Have you seen Will Smith's film I Am Legend? Well, I am meat. <laughs> I am mate. <laughs> what? Um, so yeah, that's all good. Glenjo says, "What's your go-to McDonald's order?" Fillet of fish sounds very NBC. Um, yeah, the man boy. A lot of people would pin the man boy cheeky down as being a fillet of fish guy. What if? No, that's that's such a that's such a dig. Nobody wants to be the fillet of fish guy. <laughs> He's a bit of a fillet of fish guy, if you know what I mean. Um, no, I've never had a fillet of fish. Uh, I hate I hate the shape. They're almost square, and they look stinking. Um, I've never had that. My go-to McDonald's order. You're chatting to someone who maybe has McDonald's twice a year. I used to be in the McDonald's, and now I'm like I, I I don't really, I don't really go as much because I like this. Although McDonald's is sitting, I guess I like to just sit down and enjoy a long meal. I'm more I'm like an Italian granda. I like to sit down with a glass of red. You know, with all my grandkids, and uh, in a vineyard, and have a long meal. That's what I'm into: long meals with friends. And I just, for whatever reason, I just don't go to McDonald's that often. But my go-to order would probably be Big Mac meal. And a lot of listeners know I have a gluten sensitivity, and they're going, "Are you just having the burger?" The very odd time, if I've had a few drinkies, I'll have a little bit of let's call it cheeky gluten. So if I was going to, right, although some European cities you can get gluten-free Big Macs, but say that wasn't an option, I'd go, fuck it, let's live dangerously. I'll get a gluten, I'll get a Big Mac, give me fuck, give me extra gluten, go gluten, right, go go extra gluten. I want a Big Mac with just the burger and lettuce and pickles, not nothing else. I want chips and I want a Coke. And I also want six chicken nuggets with a barbecue dip. That's what I would get. That's part of the reason why, I mean, I love stag do's, right? Stag do's are fun. You're having fun with your friends in the sun. I like it. They're laid back. They're enjoyable. And you don't get to go on those kind of trips anymore that you went to when you were younger. So when you go on a stag do, you're all like, hey, we're young guys. And then you see young, younger, younger guys on the beach and you go, nah, we're not them, you know? Um, but when you're on a stag... For some reason, you have McDonald's every night. So, it's a nice stag treat, basically. Um, and calling me a fellow fish guy, um, I'm just looking at Glenn Lindsay, who is a friend of the Boytown podcast, but hasn't been established as a Tea With Me friend yet. Um, for calling me a fellow fish guy, Glenn, you look like the sort of guy who at the counter at McDonald's would, would order a cock. And a Diet Coke. Joma Francois, um, don't know if that's a real name there, says, if you could become any cult footballer for a day, who and why would you be? Um, myself. Because I'm a well-known, established cult footballer. Uh, and people kept calling me that during the game, which is weird from the stands. Cult. Cult. What a cult. Stupid looking weak cult. So, probably myself. Or Karol Poborski. Matt Thompson says, have you had any, here we go, have you had any attention from Premier League clubs after the scenes at the charity game on the on, at the weekend, big guy? Let's just say I'm trying to be as how can I be as cryptic as possible about this? Um, 
If I were to say Guy Chester United Guy Chester United Male Chester United Have not been in touch But Chimney Corner have So that's all you need to know Look I've got a long term contract with Dundrum United In the Newcastle uh, County Down Premier League you never know with football. It's a funny old game. Let's just see what happens. But what I will say is, I love the club. I love the lads there, and um, I'm just looking forward to the end of the season. This is turning into like a press conference. It's a press conference, yeah. You got any questions for me? Speculation. There's there's been speculation, but I'm just focused on helping the team achieve as high a, a league position as possible, and just fully focused on this club. And I'm really enjoying my football at the minute. Uh, cheers for that, Matt. Um, Johnny Lindsay says, do you have the coronavirus, you nasty? Uh, no. No. Uh, Wiggy Dave says, ever scored a good goal in a celebrity football match, mate? <laughs> Vicky Allen says, and Vicky Allen has been in a lot of our sketches. She's in Belfast Blues. She's in her big Lambeg drum sketch. Uh, and Vicky is a, a fine actress. And Vicky says, what would be your ideal Valentine's date, day, stroke night? Hmm. Will this podcast be about Valentine's week? Next week? So, is that what it is? Um, well, it's Friday. What do you know this? Two days time. As in, it's two days time now or when this comes out? It's two days time from now. Yeah, but now is in, like, real life? No, fake life. Ah, yeah. Fake life. Oh, no, wait. Yeah, hey. Real life. Like, today, I get on this Friday. Oh, <laughs> hey! Oh, lucky I got presents <laughs> and plans. <laughs> um, my ideal Valentine's Day stroke night would be this: in the morning, I get a haircut, nice haircut by Mikey. Okay, over at Harmony Hair and Banger. Back inside, shaved, scissors on top. He wheels me around the chair, shows me a mirror, and I say, "Bingo, darling." Give him a kiss on the cheek, walk out. Then I go for an, a nice lunch somewhere, a nice seafood lunch by myself. Okay? A lot of shellfish, a lot of red wine. And I drive home. Three full bottles of red wine, drive home. No, my ideal date for Valentine's Day is nice food, somewhere relatively quiet, but not weirdly quiet. I'm all about the level of noise in the place. If it's too loud, I can't hear you talking. I'm not interested. If we feel like we have to whisper, not interested. Let's have a little bit of ambiance. Um, but I can't reveal where. No, already will have happened. I was going to say I can't say where I'm going because I'm going somewhere. But it will already have happened, so it's fine. But what if people can go back in time? Crash the date. Let's just say I'll be going to a nice little restaurant in Belfast, okay, in the country's capital, and uh, and it was a good time. And I had too much to drink, and I was sick in the shoe. Um, I don't know. I'm not like. I like to I like to do things, like go on dates with my wife to places that aren't, like the usual thing. You know what I mean? I like to take a frisbee and get a flight to Berlin. Let's just play frisbee. Um, nah, I don't know. I like dates. Date, date, dates are good. Dates are good. Apart from my first ever date, Strand Cinema, P7, um, the girl I was going on a date with brought her 
best friend but didn't tell me that she was bringing her friend and uh, yeah it was just three of us and I had a fiver and it was I want to say it was two pound in so I thought I was going to pay my ticket hers and have a pound for us to split a packet of wine gums Um, but her mate was there and I was like I'll pay for everyone so I had to then borrow a pound from her mate for half of her ticket and I paid half so I had no money for sweets and her mate got sweets shared them with her but didn't offer me any and I was like the fuck's the problem I paid half your ticket here went to see the parent trap with Lindsay Lohan not with Lindsay Lohan my first date wasn't with Lindsay Lohan okay yes we went out for a while in the early noughties it was a crazy weird time but it just wasn't ideal and I also the shirt I was wearing was from Dunn stores and looking back on it wasn't sweet in any way and I was probably wearing too much aftershave because I never worn aftershave before and I thought you put it on more like a balm as opposed to a little spray um, Gary Fletcher says um, is it true that your wedding venues 2k more expensive now because the money towed at his wedding reception there um, I, I would say so I, I would I would say that's more than double the price uh, uh Okay, weird message there. It's not a podcast question, but it's creepy from someone I don't know who's a guy and probably wants to fuck me, but won't. Uh, right. What? No, it's not. Uh, no, no. It's it's like it's not creepy enough to be weird, but it's like inoffensive enough to be like. But what are you really thinking? Hard to describe to you after. Hey, um, Dominic McQuillan says, Gaelic football, because I've asked for topics and questions. He goes, Gaelic football. Would be good to hear your opinions as a St. Paul's player, not ST. He's gone S-A-I-N-T. As a St. Paul's player, your Mike McGolder video about Gaelic was class. Well, first of all, thank you for that. Yes, St. Paul's would be my local parish where I was born. But I don't live in Hollywood anymore, so if I was going to introduce myself to the Gaelic industry, I don't know what club. Presumably St. Paul's wouldn't let me transfer anywhere else because they'd be like, if you're playing for anyone, you're playing for us, big man. Um, My opinions on Gaelic football are this. I would maybe watch a game a year on TV. Like, I watch maybe the Sam Maguire or, like, if there was, like, a maybe a big down game on TV, maybe I'd watch that. I'd probably watch less now than I used to. I used to, like watch a game a month but I would I would kind of go to games like around where I live there's a couple of teams that I have like a wee link to so if the weather's good Sunday afternoon or whatever um, go, or like Friday night or something go watch that um, but yeah I think it's a, uh, it's a sport I enjoy watching on TV as opposed to hurling which I just can't follow on TV it's too fast paced I can't I can't do it uh, Jordan says would you rather sit on a cake and eat dick or sit on a dick and eat cake um. Ooh, <laughs> that's the sound I would make. Ooh, uh, that's a good question. Would I rather sit on a dick and eat cake, or sit on a cake and eat dick? I'd rather sit on a cake and eat dick. Because, as the old saying goes, "What's what's in front of you won't pass you." Is that right? So, I think. All, well, the good thing is, if I sat on a dick and a cake, I could make more money taking stuff into jail. Because let's just say the floodgates would be open. But uh, I don't know. Because like if I'm sitting on I quite like sitting on a cake would be nice. Squishy, it's cushioned. I would maybe enjoy that. But um 
But I don't know. Either way, it's a party. Samuel, no, Seamus Gilmore, not even nearly that, says, uh, I'm a 14-year-old pupil. At, you've said your school. I'm not going to name it. Uh, for no reason, but just like, you know, when you're a fourteen year 14 pupil, just sometimes like don't advertise where you're at. You know what I mean? And he's saying he's currently studying journalism for A-level. I'm texting to ask you, could you answer two to three questions that could help me with a piece of my coursework? Uh, I mean, it's not really a podcast question, but yeah, mate, go ahead. Weird. Uh, but no problem. If I can help you out, I'll do it. Luke says, what was it like to play with Card Frampton? Uh, it, it was really cool he played in that charity game that I don't know if I meant did I mention on the podcast yet because I meant to talk about it scoring the the wonder goal at TV that I was talking about um, yeah it was great because I'm obviously a Frampton fan been to see his fights in Manchester and in Vegas and he's just a thoroughly nice guy and he was he was really good because he's got a big fight coming up so I was like I don't think he's going to play and then someone told me he's just going to do referee but he played and he was a speedy winger he was a he was a gazelle running up and down the line and uh did you ask him can we go back to his house can we go back to his house remember we went and shot a video in his house and like there was pheasants running about yeah there was pheasants running about there was peasants outside asking for money people were like peasants inside peasants inside because you could tell that we are not guys from let's just say a wealth background because we went into the house and we were like whoa like like probably like oh looking up at like looking up at all the rooms and it was class and there was a gym in it and we thought it was class and none of us wanted to go home and it was cool and we'd like to go back not even for a video you mean could we just go back and just sit yeah, in it just hang yeah, 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 I, yeah. I thought you would have mentioned it yeah, yeah no but I will ask now it would be weird if I just text him and go me and Michael looking to come up to your house nice to see you and he's like nice what do you want to film I go nothing yeah um, yeah it was cool to play on that game with him Spuggler says get Connor Burns on Get Burnsy on the podcast. I mean, that'd be good fun. But uh, but Burnsy's a busy man. You know what I mean? He's got fights coming up. He's uh, training and all that sort of thing. Uh, Steve-O says, have many people not got Belfast Blues? Um, Hold on, let me just check something. Yeah. Have many people not got Belfast Blues? Uh, yeah, although... It, I, I think it's something you either like or don't like. I don't think people... I don't think you don't get it, if that makes sense, because there's, there's no... Uh, you know, some Wes Anderson films I don't get. I get Belfast Blues, and I get why some people might not love it, because it's definitely... But it was always going to be, like, a cult-level thing. You know what I mean? It wasn't going to be something that... If you like a load of my sketches, you weren't instantly, automatically going to like it. Uh, but we definitely could have played it away, could have played it in a way which would have made it a lot more shareable. Let's say that. There's almost like a wee bit of a formula, I think, with local audiences or things that you can do or say that you know will... You can play it for likes, I think, or you can, or, or you can go, actually, this is just the way we want to do it. So... I would say definitely people either didn't get it or were maybe expecting something else. Um, but the people who did like it, liked it, watched every week. I think the big takeaway thing from it was that we would put out... the Say we were doing some five episodes again, we would put it out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Because the time in between, people can forget about it, lose interest, or forget what happened the episode before. So 
I think when we're doing more of it, which we definitely want to do, because it was such good crack to make, um, I think we we will just do like nightly episodes for a week or something like that. So yeah, I think there was definitely people who were like, you know, I like this video, but this wasn't for me. And you know, that's definitely fine. You know, you, people who like apologize, they're like, mate, I'm so sorry, but like, I just didn't like it. It's like, no, that's good. You know, cause you're doing, you're trying something a bit different. And um, and yeah, I mean, I, I when I watched all the edits, I was like, yep, that's funny to me. And sometimes you just gotta do stuff that's funny to you. So um, yeah, we're gonna do. We'll take a break from it, obviously, for a wee while, and then maybe later in the year we'll do we'll do some more, and bring some new villains into it and stuff like that. Cause uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thank you very much for everyone who submitted uh, a question. Um, I've got a couple of quick things to plug before we go. One of well, especially because of what I had to do to. Uh, Eat that cake. Um, <laughs> but at least I can put my avocado stone up there. Um, I've got... What? 12 of them. Well, we'll start with start with eight and see how we go. Um, I want to plug my show in the Waterfront Hall, which is on the 3rd of October. My brand new stand-up show from a tour somebody told me. the tour. My tour might be announced by the time this podcast is out. I'm not totally sure. But if you want to come to the big Waterfront show, you can do tickets on the Waterfront website. Uh, and if you went last year more of the same we're just having the lols and we're having fun maybe i'm wearing some sort of shirt i don't know who knows what's going to happen but yeah you can get tickets for that it's i wouldn't say it's just about to sell out but i would say it's headed that way way before the time so if you want to go just get a ticket you know um i need to plug this podcast all versions of it if you want the audio version of it you can get it on like Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, under under uh, under a carpet in Tomb. You can get it. If you want the video version, it's on YouTube. If you want to pour yourself a nice cup of tea and watch along, you can do that on YouTube. Just search Tea With Me or Shane Todd and you'll find it. And that's just, that's just the way it is. I've got gigs coming up. I need to, I need to redo my website. I must talk to you about that, Michael, because... You can advise me on that. My website just needs to be simpler. It looks, sh- it looks shit. I know, but you know, you gotta try these things. Um, I gotta thank Michael Foster for you know just forgiving me after stealing his bike. Well, not stealing it. I took it and then got rid of it, which is kind of the same thing. Yeah, it is worse. Um, so Michael does a lot of video stuff. At MichaelFoster.tv. If you want to book him to film, uh, like a a fight, a fist fight you're having in the garden with your cousin male or female, if you want to book him to, sh- maybe you want to remake the film Speed with Keanu Reeves, but you're in it, maybe you're a church youth group who just wants to do that, um, it, slight observation completely off the side here, but I just think a lot of Christians I knew back in like secondary school age um, sweated a lot, and that was nothing to do with their weight, and that's just, I don't know, apologies, if that, scared of the devil, scared of the devil. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everyone's sort of Man United, so they all had red devils on their on their shirts and stuff. Yeah, they're panicking. Um, so yeah, book book him book him to do that. Um, Dan Quick produces this podcast, but Dan is he was in London at the time, and right now when this comes out, he may be in London or he might be in Bangor or he might he could. There's probably seven places he could be. I would say, but it's a good time, and Dan Quick will be back 
next time. And yeah, this is what we're going to do. We're going to keep the mics on. You, I'm like Oprah. You get a mic. You get a mic. You get a mic. There's just going to be, there's going to be, there's going to, yeah, two. Okay, yeah, two. Let's have two. Because it'll be more awkward edit sound if there's more than that. But there's going to be more, there's going to be more mics than a, you know, than a, than a, a, a function room of a hotel that is hosting a conference exclusively for people called Mike. And you could go to it even though you're called Michael Foster. No one calls you Mike. Some people call you Mick. Get, Michael. Big, get big Mike sometimes. Big Mike? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you don't get big Mike. Not by you. Yeah, why? Who calls you Big Mike? Some private. <laughs> private people. <laughs> private people. <laughs> private people who call you Big Mike. If you could, if you could give me an example of one private person that calls you that. Well, you maybe can't because due to their nature, they're... You know them. Private people. Oh, that doesn't sound creepy. <laughs> Sex cultish at let's all. Let's make a catch on. Private people. Big Mike. Big Mike. You want to be Big Mike? Yeah. I, I like I like the balls on that. You're like, the podcast is kind of just finding its feet. You get in early with Big Mike, and then it just becomes a thing. Yo, Big Mike. But like, if anybody ever saw us together, they'd be like, "Where's Big Mike? Where?" Am I totally roughly the same height. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You six foot. And a, and a bit. I'm a I'm I'm a baby's dick off it. Um and <laughs> well that'll do. Difference and Dan's probably with the same height. I, I'll be honest, I don't know how Dan. Dan could be five four or six three. I, in my head, I can't quite work out. I've only seen him sitting. <laughs> what? Well, that's a fair observation to make. When I see him, he's mostly sitting down. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, you can get this podcast on like all platforms. It comes out on Wednesday, the video and the audio version. Subscribe to it if you want to leave a, a, a rating or review on Apple Podcast. That'll be really sweet. We'll just get it in the charts and we'll go top of the pops. We'll go top of the pops. Thank you very much for watching Stroke Listen. We'll be back next time. Maybe with a guest, maybe not. Much love. Michael, sorry for stealing your bike. <laughs> <laughs>